0: Coming up this evening, live from New York City. The Biden administration cancels billions of dollars in student loans for over half a million students, the biggest student debt cancellation in U.S. history. Germany's biggest trade union pushing back against Elon Musk, saying it'll support any worker who opposes Elon Musk's order to return to the office. Worker productivity falls as wages surge. What could it mean for inflation? That and much more coming up on NTD Business. Great to have you with us. Chenny Wu here for NTD Business. President Biden is canceling $5.8 billion in student loan debt, the most in the history of the United States. All of the beneficiaries are former Corinthian college students. NTD's Colin Fredrickson has more. The Department of Education will cancel all remaining federal student loans for former Corinthian students.
1: The biggest student debt cancellation in the history of America. Biden is canceling $5.8 billion in student loans, but only for students who attended Corinthian Colleges. Corinthian Colleges, Inc. was a for-profit education company that closed down back in 2015 after frequent accusations of deceptive advertising, including misleading statements regarding employment success and improper training. Even Kamala Harris, back when she was the California State Attorney General, went after Corinthian.
2: They called their target. Target. Their targeted demographic, isolated. They refer to them as people with, quote, low self-esteem. Men and women who were, quote, stuck.
1: She obtained a $1.1 billion judgment against it back in 2016.
3: If you go to a school that proves to be, well, let's just use the word bogus, um, you know, making all kinds of promises and they go out of business, um, that uh, you're not. You know, you don't have to pay your student loans. Stuart Siegel is the
1: president of FAFSAAssist.com, a financial aid service. Siegel knows students who've gone to Corinthian schools. Employers would laugh at,
2: at, at the fact
1: that
3: you went to Corinthian, the kids ended up with a worthless piece of
1: paper. At its highest point, it had over 110,000 students at 105 campuses, such as WyoTech. Heald College and Everest. Siegel says schools like these target people who are low income and not financially sophisticated.
4: This should have been done sooner because it it was,
1: you know, like really a a huge problem for a lot of people. These were very popular schools. Michael Kitchen is the managing editor at Student Loan Hero, a firm that helps students manage debt. Kitchen says the schools were very popular and many people were involved. The government estimates 560,000 students will benefit from the current action. Colin Fredrickson, NTD News.
0: Germany's largest trade union is pushing back against Tesla CEO Elon Musk's office ultimatum. Remember yesterday we told you Musk demanded that workers return to the office or leave the company. Now, the union where Tesla's German plant is located says it'll support any employee who opposes the office ultimatum. Right now, Germany doesn't have any laws that say workers have a right to work from home but the labor ministry is working on policies to increase flexibility for employees. Musk had blunt words for companies that don't require staff to be back to the office full-time. In the email, he said it's been a while since those companies shipped a great new product. We reached out to Tesla for comment, but haven't heard back yet. Sheryl Sandberg, the second most recognizable person at Facebook, is stepping down from its parent company Meta this fall. Mark Zuckerberg was just 23 years old when Sandberg joined the social media platform in 2008 to take a top management position. Sandberg is credited with building its ad business from the ground up. Most recently, Sandberg has served as chief operating officer of Meta. Sandberg didn't say why she's leaving after 14 years, but she does plan to remarry this summer. Do you think YouTube should be held responsible if someone uploads videos that violate copyright? Apparently Germany thinks so. Its top court ruled today that online platforms like YouTube could be fined if they don't act quickly enough to take down those illegal videos. The court decision comes after a lawsuit. The plaintiff is British singer Sarah Brightman's music producer. He sued YouTube, saying it didn't do enough to take down fans' own videos of her songs. There's an ongoing debate on how much social media should police unauthorized content. Europe's creative industry wants online platforms to be tougher. After all, it's a trillion-dollar industry. Something called loot boxes and video games have come under scrutiny in multiple countries. Consumer groups warn they could be psychologically manipulative and lead to gambling. NTD's Sean Marshall has more. Could your child be
4: addicted to video game loot boxes? Or maybe you've been psychologically affected from playing video games and haven't realized it. Loot boxes can be like lottery tickets and video games. They're randomized digital items that you either spend money for, find while playing, or earn through accomplishing tasks.
2: Video game companies are not looking out for our kids. They are just greedy. Greeting- trying to make money every which way they can. Dr. Carol
4: Lieberman is a psychiatrist and author who has studied the effects of video games on human behavior.
2: Loot boxes are basically using the system of intermittent reward that psychologists learned about years ago that this is how to create a greater addiction, an addiction that is more difficult to extinguish, more resilient.
4: In a study done by Statista, loot boxes are projected to generate over $20 billion in annual revenue by 2025, up from an estimated $15 billion in 2020.
2: When you can play video games for free, loot boxes is a way for the video game companies to make money even if players are at a system where they can play the game for free. So they're getting the money through the back end.
4: Twenty consumer groups from 18 European countries are launching a coordinated action against authorities to pass regulations on loot boxes. The Norwegian Consumer Council published a 59-page document that uses FIFA 22 and Raid Shadow Legends as case studies for showing how loot boxes can manipulate consumers by exploiting cognitive biases and vulnerabilities through deceptive design and Using layers of virtual currencies to mask or distort real world monetary costs. Those are just a couple out of the many grievances they've included in the report. Belgium and the Netherlands have made loot box laws that recently blocked free to play game Diablo Immortal from being released in their countries. The group's Fair Play, Center for Digital Democracy, and 13 other organizations urge the Federal Trade Commission to probe the EA game, FIFA Unlimited Team. Sean Marshall. NTD News.
0: If I told you the dollar was getting stronger, you might say I'm crazy. True, the dollar is getting weaker against the things you're buying at the store, but it's strengthening against other world currencies. They're losing their value even faster than the dollar. And that's a problem for global companies like Microsoft. Now, when they convert their foreign currencies back to dollars, they're getting less bang for their buck. Microsoft is now lowering its revenue forecast for the quarter. The U.S. dollar is up 14% versus the euro over the past 12 months, up 13% on the British pound and up a whopping 19% on the Japanese yen. All countries have printed enormous amounts of money during the pandemic. But because the U.S. dollar is the world's reserve currency, it can weather the storm better. Some new data out from the Labor Department today. Worker productivity fell last quarter, but labor costs are growing fast. Could mean high inflation is here to stay. Worker productivity measures how much goods and services workers produce each hour. It fell over 7% in the first quarter, the steepest decline in, over seven, in 75 years. Meanwhile, inflation is keeping worker wages high because workers need more to get by since prices are higher. Wages are up 8% from a year ago. The Federal Reserve is trying to fight inflation by raising interest rates. They've done two hikes so far this year. Today, the vice chair of the Fed said she sees more to come this year, before they see any sign of price pressures cooling down. But high labor costs aren't stopping savvy investors from buying a franchise of their own, or perhaps franchise out and grow their business. NTD's Phil Zou is at one of the industry's biggest events right here in New York.
5: To franchise or not to franchise—that's a question crossing the minds of many business owners.
2: Natural health care, um, and I'm looking internationally.
5: Lisa is a first-time franchisee browsing around at the International Franchise Expo in New York, one of the biggest in the industry.
2: Looking to get the best business for the best price, as low as possible for the most money I
0: can make as possible.
5: Franchise fees can cost anywhere from $10,000 to over $1 million here at the expo.
0: So we are like ready to go. So we don't yet have a franchise, but we are looking for the next franchise. I
5: spoke to Jenny Young, owner of the Brooklyn Robot Foundry.
0: About a decade ago, um, I came up with this idea of how can I create a space for city kids to be able to build things with their hands
5: there were also big name brands at the expo, like Subways and Burger King.
0: You know, historically,
4: Burger King hasn't really gone to a lot of expos. Uh, we've kind of waited on, you know, we've had inbound uh, requests. We typically get a lot of inbound requests, but, you know, looking for franchisees of different sizes and really want to get the brand out there.
5: Besides robot toys and food, what about working out? We're taking over the globe. Investors can consider the UFC gym, which is part of the Ultimate Fighting Championship brand.
1: We stand alone. Uh, our philosophies train different. So we combine traditional fitness, which everybody's used to, mixed
5: martial arts-inspired fitness, functional
1: fitness, and youth programming.
5: Loretta Holter is looking for a good business for her client to invest in. have gone to seven or eight businesses, but they all look very encouraging. It would be important for anybody that wants to develop themselves and to work in this type of industry to come and enjoy this event. The International Franchise Expo is open for three days, concluding this Saturday, right here at the Javits Center. Phil Zou, NTD News, New York.
0: News just in. The White House is looking at taxing oil and gas companies' windfall profits, to subsidize consumers. If that happens, it could give customers some relief, but will discourage production. Then we'll have less oil, making prices go even higher. Oil prices rose today, despite oil cartels' OPEC plan, OPEC's plan to increase production. With the EU rejecting Russian oil, Saudi Arabia and o- its OPEC-plus allies are stepping up. They've agreed to increase production to offset the decrease of Russian oil. This could help with inflation, because more supply generally leads to lower prices. It's also happening before President Biden will likely visit Saudi Arabia the world's top exporter of oil. He'll probably meet Saudi Arabia Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman there, who Biden blames for the killing of journalist Jamal Khashoggi. The prince denies the charges. The latest poll out by a U.S. tech firm from the, U, from the Chinese market is Amazon. It said it'll stop selling its Kindle e-reader devices as of today and will shut down the Kindle online ebook store next year. It'll also remove the Kindle app from Chinese app stores in 2024. Amazon's remaining businesses in China include cross-border e-commerce advertising and cloud services. It shut down its China online store in 2019. A company spokesperson said the closure of Kindle's China business was part of a periodic re-evaluation of its offerings around the world. Beijing has been tightening control over online content and implementing restrictive new laws targeting data sharing, putting pressure on both local and foreign companies that operate in China. Other Western Internet companies, including Microsoft's LinkedIn, Yahoo, and Airbnb, have also cut services or retreated from China. Apple is also scaling back businesses in China on its manufacturing side. It will reportedly be shifting its iPad production out of China and to Vietnam. According to sources, production lines in Vietnam could soon start producing a small number of the tablets. This is a result of supply chain disruptions in China due to the zero-COVID lockdowns. Have the lockdowns hampered big business confidence? today's Don Ma speaks with a leading authority on doing business in foreign markets.
6: Dan, great to have you. So Apple is now moving some iPad production out of China for the very first time. Reports are saying it's after strict COVID lockdowns and months of supply chain disruptions. Dan, do you think that's likely the reason?
3: I think those are some of the reasons. I think there are other more long-term reasons as well.
6: What do you think the long-term reasons are?
3: Well, I don't know. Of course, I don't know what Apple's reasons are, but I know what the reasons are why virtually all of our clients are looking to move out of China. They're terrified.
6: Now, we'll get to uh, business sentiment a bit later, but I just want to know, how does the business environment compare between China and Vietnam?
3: Well, that's an interesting question because our clients are will often say, where should we go? What's the next China? And and my answer always is, there is no next China. There's no country that compares to China in terms of contract manufacturing, where you tell China, hey, can you make 500,000 of these widgets? And you have 20 factories to choose from. No place compares to that. China's huge. Vietnam isn't. Vietnam does not have um, the same infrastructure as China, not even close. It doesn't have the same logistics as China, not even close. Um, what it does have over China, it doesn't have as developed a legal system, but there is a lot less IP theft and a lot fewer employee problems. Cost wise, Vietnam is usually far less expensive than China with respect to most things, but A lot of companies that move into Vietnam still need to get components from China, and shipping components from China to Vietnam increases cost. And that's why there is no country that's perfect for every company.
6: Now, Dan, you talked a little bit about what businesses are telling you, because you've worked with a lot of business in China, so you know what the general sentiment is over there. Can we just talk a little bit more about that? How are businesses feeling?
3: Businesses are scared. The way China handled COVID scared the heck out of a lot of people. Small businesses are scared and huge businesses are scared. I did uh, for a Fortune 50 company, let's say, they wanted me to analyze their legal risks in China. That's how worried they were. They want to leave, but the problem is it's not easy. For some of them, it's impossible. and. For many small companies, the cost of leaving is just very high relative to their revenues.
6: Now you mentioned companies are scared. Uh, can you talk a little bit more about that? What are they doing to deal with the lockdowns? Is there a particular company that you've worked with that had to deal with this?
3: Oh yeah, <laughs> we've had co- we had a company. We we have a client that is had two factories in China, and they have not gotten a single product since January. Um, COVID is a factor. China's declining economy is a factor. Uh, what people don't realize is that if, let's say, there's a lockdown in Shanghai, um, how's that? people think that's not going to affect my factory in Qingdao. Well, it might. If that factory in Qingdao gets all of its components from Shanghai, or if it gets two key components from Shanghai, that factory in Qingdao has a problem.
6: What about Apple? Is it going to be hard for Apple as well to get out of China?
3: Not really. (laughs) I don't think so. Apple has hundreds of qualified people in-house who can help them figure out where to go and how to do it. And they also have the money to hire whoever they need to do that. Also, they have the leverage. A lot of Apple's manufacturing is done by Foxconn. Foxconn is all over the world. They're even in Wisconsin. Foxconn can move uh, the manufacturing from China to India, from China to Vietnam, and keep it within their own facilities. And we've seen this with Foxconn. We've seen this with other big Chinese manufacturers.
6: Now, the report says Apple is moving to Vietnam because of Shanghai lockdowns. You also mentioned Shanghai lockdowns earlier, and, but now Shanghai is starting to get out of lockdowns. Do you think businesses can go back to normal?
3: No. China is not going to change its zero COVID policy for political reasons and medical reasons. Shanghai comes out of lockdown? Great. What's that mean? Shanghai's out of lockdown. Will your factory in Shenzhen be in lockdown two weeks from now? That's going to keep happening. Why not?
6: Dan Harris at Harris Bricken, thanks for coming on.
3: Thank you for having me.
0: If you have any news tips or feedback for the show, send us an email at business at NTD.com. Still to come, Toyota unveiling its new Corolla Cross Hybrid, the latest addition to its Corolla Cross family. As fuel prices surge in the Philippines, drivers turn to a new gasoline app to save money. That and more coming up on NTD Business. Welcome back. The Girl Scouts is honoring one of the victims of the Uvalde school massacre. Ten-year-old Amory Jo Garza died in the shooting after trying to use her phone to call authorities for help. The Girl Scouts awarded Garza with a bronze cross after her death. The award is given for saving or attempting to save the lives of others in the risk of losing their own. It's one of the highest honors in the organization. The Girl Scouts say it will always carry Garza's story to make sure her brave actions will endure for generations. Toyota's 2023 Corolla Cross Hybrid made its U.S. debut yesterday. It says this latest expansion of its Corolla Cross family is an addition that adds performance and efficiency. The 2023 Corolla Cross Hybrid SUV is based on the Corolla sedan. It comes with standard all-wheel drive and increased fuel economy and will be available in three new grades and four two-tone color combinations it also comes with a new suite of safety features including a standard rear seat reminder that reminds drivers that a rear door was opened both before and after its engine is turned on no details yet on the price or release date over in greece restaurants are feeling the heat from rising prices the country's most popular street food, with locals and tourists alike, is taking a hit from inflation. NTD's Arlene Richards has a story.
5: This popular Greek street food is feeling the heat of the inflation. Souvlaki prices have spiked as Greece's inflation hits a 28-year high.
6: I can't maintain the business. As long as raw materials are going up, then I have to increase the prices and whoever is able to can eat. Otherwise we can't do any different, we'll have to close.
5: The famous dish wraps meat, tomatoes, onions, and yogurt in a flour pita. It costs on average 30% more than it did last summer. I bought the souvlaki for three
1: euros. I think it's the cheapest store I found in Athens. I have paid three euros 50 and three euros 70 for it. The thing is, it's my beloved snack. When you're out and you don't have time to go home and eat, you can buy one of these to eat. But for it to have become so expensive when wages are at the same level is a bit unfair, I would say.
7: In the past, I would buy three or two souvlaki. Today, I
5: only bought one because it's very expensive and wages are low right now. But some souvlaki fans aren't deterred by the surging prices.
1: I would pay. Ten euros for
5: that
0: <laughs> it, it's- Inflation is hitting the Philippines too, especially fuel prices. Now some drivers there are turning to a new app that allows them to purchase gas in bulk. NTD's Andrew Thomas has more.
7: John Aldwyn Bagabagan is a Philippine motorcycle enthusiast. He and his family are among 200,000 consumers turning to a homegrown app to secure credits for bulk fuel supplies at low prices, saving about 50 percent on their gasoline purchases over the past four months.
1: When prices jumped by 23 to 27 cents for gasoline and by around 13 cents for diesel last week, it was nothing for me. I did not worry too much because I have a lot of fuel credits stored on Pricelock.
7: PriceLock allows users to stock up on fuel at a set price. They convert purchases to digital credits that are later redeemed at Sea Oil Philippines gas stations. Mark Yu launched the PriceLock app in 2020.
4: So PriceLock is a mobile app that allows you to buy fuel anytime, anywhere, lock the price now and then load it later. Um, How we started it really uh, with the concept of blockchain and all of that Uh, We wanted to find a way to actually deliver uh, real value.
7: He says use of the app has surged since fuel prices started rising this year, especially after Russia's invasion of Ukraine.
4: Really evolved to really understanding consumer needs, and uh, our vision really is to provide stability in a world filled with uncertainty. Uh, We wanted to be able to empower users uh, to be able to have control over the price of fuel.
7: Gasoline sales via the app in a single day reached more than 500,000 gallons in mid-March. Andrew Thomas, NTD News.
0: Now to space. NASA says new spacesuits are on the way. It picked Axiom Space and Collins Aerospace to develop the next generation of spacesuits and spacewalk systems to work outside the International Space Station.
3: Although we'll often call the spacesuit the world's smallest spacecraft, it's uh, it's human-shaped, human-sized, it shouldn't feel like a spacecraft. We want to be, be able to create an immersive environment that, for the crew member, gives them the most amount of mobility. thing
1: Dan's told you a whole bunch of the stuff he's been involved in, that's in prototype-type suits that ultimately inform the design. So there's still, at least in our case, there's still work to do to finalize uh, some of the design and you get informed by the work you're doing.
0: The new suits will be used to explore the lunar surface on Artemis missions and to prepare for human missions to Mars. That's the latest from the NTD business team and myself, Chenny Wu. You can follow me on Twitter. For NTD business, that's all for today. Thanks for watching and we'll see you tomorrow.